0: This is G. Craig Lewis of EX Ministries, and uh, you are tuned into our uh, fifth XCast uh, information that we have available for parents, youth leaders, and as well as youth and pastors uh, to just kind of keep you informed on some things that's going on uh, concerning some of the issues that we. Deal with here at EX Ministries today. I have a very special guest with me, a good friend of mine, uh, minister of the gospel as well as uh, medical doctor Eric Walsh uh, from uh, California. How you doing, man? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing real good. It's good to hear from you. I want to discuss some of the information uh, concerning the Internet as as it pertains to teenagers. Right now, the big hype on the Internet is MySpace.com. And um, I hear that you're a resident expert on the subject. And you've got some information you want to share. And I'd like to turn to you for information. If any of you uh, have our documentary, What Every Church Needs to Know About Hip-Hop, uh, you would have heard uh, Dr. Walsh kind of uh, converse with me about some issues concerning hip-hop and music. And I like the medical perspective that you bring because uh, that perspective is not tainted with an eighth atheist view or, you know, a non-godly view, but you actually use the Bible and the information that you know from the Word of God, as well as your medical information, so it's always a pleasure to talk to you, but I wanted to just kind of converse with you about this whole MySpace thing. What is MySpace.com? Uh, MySpace.com is an a internet uh, site, a networking site.
1: That was created uh, just a f- within the last few years, honestly. And what it basically is is a place where everyone basically gets to set up their own page. Um, and so, what it is, it's a way to just exchange. In its most innocent, uh, you know, derivative, it's a way for little teenagers to exchange their, you know, their their, their likes, their dislikes, um, put up a little information about themselves, and kind of advertise themselves, um, and then exchange. You know, dialogue, information, you know, feelings with other people of their own age, Um, and it's not just MySpace. There are two or three others that are out there. Uh, MySpace being the most popular and the most uh, used, with over seventy-five million users now, which is the equivalent of you know a a rather large country. That's more people that live in the country of England—seventy-five million people—and so the problem is inherently it's a site for advertisement. And that is where I think much of the problems, or some of the problems, have stemmed from. Because people in our society is, are driven by the same spirit that drives hip hop music. And that is, uh, the spirit of self, um, you know, um, self, self, self-love, the spirit of, of over self-expression, um, self, uh, you know, grandizement, as it were. I mean, just wanting to be out there and be seen and to be noticed. And so that same spirit, when you put it on an internet site, causes people to do some strange things for people to stop and notice them and to stop and notice their page and that is where a lot of the trouble has come in because while these 13 year old girls are trying to be 14 year old girls and boys are trying to be noticed there are predators lurking in the bushes of the internet just waiting to pounce on um, one of these young people and uh, use them um, terribly you know just to come on them and, and, and do some evil things with them and because we have more broken homes these kids are not being monitored When you get someone telling you how beautiful you are in those pictures and uh, how smart you sound, how sweet you sound, and all of this kind of mess, all of a sudden you got the vulnerable really in a place where they can be attacked by countless thousands of people. And we have terrible stories. You were just mentioning before we went on about um, something that happened in your state, my home state of Connecticut, um, when this thing broke on the major nightly news programs, There were two girls. One was an 11-year-old girl on MySpace, and while her parents were upstairs sleeping, in Connecticut where I'm from, there's a lot of basements, a man that was a 25- or 26-year-old New Jersey man wound up getting into the basement with her and sexually assaulting, fondling, messing with this girl while her parents were upstairs sleeping. Um, Another story, there was a girl who was actually raped in a car outside of her own home. By a thirty-something-year-old man, girl, I was under fourteen years old. Um, the same thing. Met him on MySpace. Began to trust him, and because MySpace is like a billboard um, that seventy-some odd million people are can can look onto. When you put on there, hey, I'll be at the, at the McDonald's on the corner of First and Third Street. Um, you put that onto the seventy-some million people now know where you're going to be. And if one of those seventy-some odd million people are, is a predator you just expose yourself to some some pretty uh, serious danger. And so on the first level of my space, it's that. It's that young people who don't make the wisest of decisions all the time are now put into a situation where they can really be uh, put in some very compromising situations because the person is inevitably going to want to meet them. And some of the stories talk about people being on the Internet, talking to each other for months. In order to build the confidence to finally get to meet the person in person, and that's when they assault her.
0: Yeah, well, see, even in our city, uh, I know in Grand Prairie, Texas, there was a young girl who was actually murdered by a guy she fell in love with on MySpace, had been talking to him. The girl was 16 years old. The guy was in his 30s, had a family and everything she didn't know about. And when the girl, when he thought the girl was pregnant, he came to her house and killed her. So his wife wouldn't find out, come to find out that the girl wasn't even pregnant. So this guy committed murder and this girl fell in love with him on MySpace. And I think the the reason why I wanted to address this issue is because of the society we're living in. The reason I do the truth behind hip hop, the reason why I do all these Generation X, so-called Generation X kind of ministry is because we're dealing with kids that aren't raised right. You know, 80% of our black youth in America are raised by a single parent. Most of the time that single parent is dealing with issues themselves. So now you've got kids that don't get the proper attention, don't get the proper uh, time spent with their parents, don't get an e- even amount of uh, uh, raising from a man and a woman so now you 're dealing with kids that want attention we 're dealing with people with a, a, a attention deficit, but it 's not the attention deficit that y 'all speak of in in, 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 in medicine but it 's i 'm not getting enough attention. Nobody is noticing me so. Here comes a website they can get on to be noticed. They put their information up there. They're seeking for somebody to approve of them or like them or love them. And then here it it makes it easy. I was listening to a detective. He said it's so easy for a sexual predator to join my space. He said, and the number one reason is because parents aren't approving of their kids friends. When we were growing up. Our parents knew all of our friends. I know my mother wouldn't wouldn't let me go spend the night or spend hours with somebody that she didn't know. She knew their parents, knew where they were from. Now, these kids are selecting people that they can spend hours a day with and their parents never know these people. And so I think that my space is very dangerous. And because it's advertisement dollars involved, they're not going to care, you know, what people know, you know, uh, uh, or what people think about it. Now, let me uh, let me ask you this, because this is um, something else that a lot of people talk about. Do you think that adults? You know, I mean, is is MySpace even dangerous for adults? You know, because I know there's a lot of gospel artists promoting themselves, a lot of singers, a lot of uh, people that are promoting themselves. Do you believe that there are dangers for that as well? I think no
1: matter how you look at it, there's there's a
0: danger in this. And um, in the seminar I do on this,
1: I, I, I call it evil at high speed because when you start looking at the internet, here's the reason it's so dangerous. This is a way for you to be Eve at the tree, and Adam is nowhere around. This is an opportunity for whoever you are to find a secret place in your life to exchange information with other people. That's the danger all by itself. So what happens is, if you have a propensity to some sin that you're fighting to get over, here's a way for you to actually dabble in that sin and be quote unquote undetected. Of course, it mushrooms, the devil pulls off the sheets usually after a while, but it's through myspace.com that we actually found out that some of the kids in some of these churches were homosexual. That's powerful. Youth pastors, one church, I was at um, one of the youth pastors up in the church in Oakland, went on a website, and um, he found out that he had two boys in his church he didn't know were gay, that were homosexuals and promoting it on their MySpace uh, site. When you're an adult, if you're married, um, the internet, the email, not just MySpace is, is it probably a clean way to do it, but anyway on here, you have to be careful because again, you can find a secret portal of communication that the people in, in life that you're supposed to be responsible to can't check you on. And that, that story about that man who found the young girl and, and kind of and, and started having a relations with her, he thought he had found a secret portal where he could do this and his wife not ever find out. If this girl was to call his house, it would have been problems. She'd have showed up at his house, at his job, he'd have been found out. The internet creates secret portals for sin to be carried out and that is one of its inherent dangers. Fortunately, the internet also has some benefits in terms of things like what we're doing right now, We can spread the gospel a lot of new and creative ways. We can truly talk to people um, that we otherwise really wouldn't be able to keep in touch with. So it's not that the Internet itself is evil. It's just we really have to constantly be checked. We have to keep lines of responsibility open because there can be a strong exchange of evil at any age. And because, again, pride is that person, the Internet is one of the things where you can really push yourself. And so even if you're an adult and you're on MySpace or you're you're just using this thing to try and big yourself up, it is dangerous. And that is a danger because all of a sudden now you're going to do and say things through the Internet and in real life to try and be accepted. That's the whole point. You're trying to market yourself. And the Internet is an excellent marketing tool. and most of us have not used it right. Most businesses, it took a long time. The dot com's all busted because the internet by itself can't fix problems. It can help some things, but it can and it can at the same time really be damaging. And adults do have to be careful what they do with this thing because you get on MySpace and people start messing with you. You know, here's a way that if you're not happy at home, if things are going wrong, you can find a whole nother
0: way to cheat. A new and improved digital adultery is what you can get out of the internet. Oh wow, man! Now that that's scary. I know I've gone to some blogs on MySpace where a lot of the famous preachers we see on TBN and on these shows are now it's homosexuals on MySpace now saying I slept with this bishop and Whoa. I slept with this bishop and 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 I, I remember even when uh, Tone came out of the you know came out uh, about him quitting the gospel music industry he did that on MySpace. And he was able to get, I forgot how many thousands of people, to beg him to come back. We love you. We want you. We need you. Please don't quit. But then all the people that went on there talking negatively or anything he thought was negative, they couldn't get on his site. And then we began to research it, and we found a guy on his site that said that he had slept with all of these gospel artists and all of these bishops, and now he's a friend on Tony's page and I'm gonna tell you this I, I, I want to say this now this is what I thought was the most dangerous part about MySpace to get, because on each page then you make friends and the friends they put their icon on the page and somebody can click on their icon your friend and go to their page and every gospel artist. Every Christian preacher person I saw, and I researched over a hundred of them, uh, doctor, everyone I saw had at least one friend that was ungodly. And I click on that one friend and it took me to soft pornography. So I'm saying this, somebody may come in to see their favorite gospel artist, they may come in to see their favorite preacher or whatever they've got on there, and they want to go and see their site, but with one click from a Christian site, they end up on a soft porn site. And another thing I saw, Doctor, was the teenagers on there, they even have a, I mean, well, everybody on there, Christian, non-Christian, they have to give their zodiac sign. Now, what is a Christian doing with a zodiac sign? Wow,
1: yeah, again, because you're trying to create community. And at the end of the day, my space and these things are, are secular at best. But I would step, I'd go a step further with Internet and technology. If you really look at a lot of the, the, the words that are used in, these, in the new vocabulary of the Internet in the high speed world, a lot of it comes from pagan imagery and symbolism. Um, like Mailer Damon and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it comes from pagan symbolism or demonic symbolism, even. And I think when you look at the, look at this, this is one of the things. It, in order to create community, they're going to try and com- create community around pagan ideals. And the zodiac is definitely a pagan ideal. It is antichrist basically, because you it is saying you are governed by something other than God, that you are moved by something other than the Holy Spirit, and that you know, it basically makes turns your whole life into something that is supposedly destined by, you know, uh, unintelligent stars and planets. And so of course they want that on there because it's to tie you back into what I believe is some of the greatest spells literally ever being cast and those are some of the spells being cast through the internet. One of the, when we had this discussion at our church, one young man stood up and said, uh, but there are those who are doing voodoo through MySpace. And they're actually casting spells on the millions through MySpace. They're actually using it to distribute witchcraft and spells. What it reminded me of is when you pointed out the thing on the back of the Boldogs, um album in part one. I mean, imagine taking that now to another level where if you're a witch, you can sit at a computer and try and cast a spell on everybody who messes around on a site. That's frightening. Now, you know, that's something that he, that he said he could document that there are people who are doing that. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you'd automatically be touched by spell, but I'm telling you that that's the power of this thing. Well, see, witches,
0: witchcraft, and and those that are influenced by demons, they always target people looking to make a name for themselves. It's always somebody that wants, uh, you know... Gone is the day doctor of people waiting on God and gone is the day for God to promote somebody's talent or gift Gone is the day when people would just pray and allow God to open doors Now everybody wants to open their own door I want to get on the internet and and promote my album I want people to know that I can sing I'm, I'm launching my own thing Well They don't even understand that That's the opposite of Jesus Jesus did not make a name for himself And everybody he called He went and found They did not find him If you look at it The people that found Jesus Were not qualified to follow Jesus And everybody that sought him out To try to be with him Ended up not going with him Because their motive was tainted And you know the same thing With Simon the sorcerer And all the others Even in the uh, the works of the apostles So but now we're seeing all of these Christians that want the limelight they want to get on a conference they want to be seen and heard and all they're doing is teaching this next generation of children who don't have a father to affirm them don't have a mother that will positively instruct them and show them the weight on God and they don't have the example of seeing that because now the bishops got billboards and on every commercial and promoting themselves in movies and stuff so now all the kids are stage hungry they're stage animals they want a platform and they don't understand that's who is targeted by witchcraft and demons i was casting a demon out of a person uh doctor one time and the demon spoke to me and said no i got him because he wants to be famous wow that that just
1: happened to us i did a purity retreat in um in central florida about four or five weeks ago and, um, four girls came up there and they were supposed to be the praise team. And that Saturday night, they said the doesn't appear to them. Sunday morning now, when we're, we're having worship, um, one of the pastors stood up and he said he got there right after this thing happened. And the girls were crying, and they were all upset Saturday night when they when they said they saw this demon. And the four girls said, "Listen, the reason they figured out after they talked to the Pastor for a while, they said that they had come to this 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 retreat. It was a, a retreat out in a the camp. They came to this retreat not to really do praise and worship, but they came to show off. They wanted to show how well they could sing. They wanted to be in front of all of these young people, and it opened the door." Where a demon literally showed up because of all of the positive things that were going on the devil was mad he showed up around them and those girls were i mean they were broken up the next morning still i think that the most dangerous place i say this in a lot of my sermons the most dangerous place that a christian can be um, and not be truly converted is in the pulpit on the stage on the rostrum if you're there and you are not converted if you uh and and i mean meaning you know you really still want self as a part of your ministry you want some of you showing through that's a dangerous place to be because that's where satan was in heaven he was in that position where he was, one on the one side he was worshiping, and on the flip side he was trying to find his own way to the top. And that is why so many churches are powerless, that's why they're full of uh, all of these secret sins, uh, that's why stuff is just falling apart, and nobody's preaching the gospel, the true gospel anymore, because they're broken up because people want stardom and comfort now. You don't, you can't be a star stepping off folk toes, so nobody can preach nothing no more. Because I want to restart, and on top of that, now the devil is starting to fill up the pool with this. and that's why when you—I I said this about our, at our at our, 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 the last church service, I preached that. I said, "Listen, you look at the most of the modern Christian music. Take the lyrics and go back and take fifteen or twenty of the best known hymns. Compare the lyrics. Notice that the older music com- spoke about our condition. The current music speaks about our circumstances." It's a huge difference. Our condition is one of sin, and it turns us instantly to our need for Christ to save us. Our circumstances turns God into an ATM in the sky, and that is what people want. They want to be healed. They want a breakthrough. I mean, I, I, I hear this all the time. I heard a guy preaching and saying that you know, go to the Mercedes Benz dealership and speak to the cars, and then the Lord, and then the car will speak back, and then you can just you can tell the car if you can afford, I'll afford
0: you one day. But kind a madness is that? Uh, we need to get to heaven. We'd be storing treasure up all night. ridiculous. He's in a Bentley, so I'm sure his car would speak to him. He's in a Bentley for stealing everybody else's money, probably. But, man, that's, that, I'm, I'm sick of that. You know, I just recently got the Word Network, and I'm watching preacher after preacher. Every show, breakthrough, miracle, take back what the devil stole, get yours, get it back, get it back. And I'm I'm trying to figure out because they're looking for breakthrough, miracle harvest season, all that stuff without a change of condition.
1: They don't want conversion now they want currency there's a big difference you want com- i want conversion because at the end of the day the only thing i'm taking to me to glory is my character i don't need a whole bunch of stuff if i'm really going to go to glory and this song that they sing and they sang before i preach one week take back what the devil stole for me um da, 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 and i got it and i said well, the devil ain't stole nothing from you you gave whatever the devil got for you you yep. gave to him the devil ain't throw you into the backseat of that boy car. <laughs> You ain't got five and six kids because the devil did something to you. You laid there with a woman participant. Now all of a sudden, the devil took all your youth from you, took all your money. You, you know what I mean? You ain't want to go to work for six years. Now all of a sudden, you broke. And the devil took the fact that you paid on the couch and watched soap operas for the past six years. <laughs> The devil did that? The devil ain't do that? You made a conscious decision to do that. And when we do this, we put the blame on the devil and our condition. So, And we, and we escape dealing with the core root of our problem, which is we are sinful beings. We are fallen. We need Jesus' blood to cover us. We don't need Jesus' blood to make magical mansions and cars popping out of nowhere. We need Jesus' blood to convert us and make us brand spanking new. We need to be recreated. We're not talking about recreation no more we're talking about currency we want money and when the church of god does that the revelation chapter 3 speaking about the church of laodicea he says that you thought you had it all but you were wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked not because you didn't have material wealth but because you were spiritually bankrupt and until the church of god realizes we've got to make our deposits in the in the in the in the in the vaults of the bank on high there's nothing wrong with us making money on earth I mean the scriptures are, 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 are repeat with things that say that we ought to work hard and, and make money and invest it well and all of that but the problem is if that becomes your religion you put the whole thing backwards and you the devil will lead you right into a platinum paved hell that's where you'll take you Because now putting platinum on their teeth I'm going to Miami this weekend and uh, do a week of prayer and I'm telling you them boys down there got platinum on their teeth with gold and diamond studs what in the world
0: and living the projects <laughs> I mean, oh, come, come on remember, now. That's, when, when, when that person wants help, he turns on TV. And every message he hears on TV is about money. The mega church message is money. And, and, and I believe that MySpace right now, see, 20 years ago, Doctor, MySpace would not have made it. And I'm not talking about bandwidth and internet and technical reasons, but it would not have made it just because the need or, or I guess what was being preached in the pulpit was totally different. People weren't, try, weren't seeking to be affirmed and needing you to make me feel okay and Needing you to you know people sit in the audience waiting for a preacher to point them out and say, "God got something for you and and god 's got a breakthrough for you and they just you know it's like they're junkies church junkies, and they don 't understand. What this is doing is our generation coming up. The kids are saying, why go to church and wait on a man to do that when I can go sling some dope, when I can go hook up with the right person, go do this or do this or bend the rules a bit and make my own money. And so there, I, I believe my space right now is, is is just showing us, and it's especially Christians, The condition of our youth and where they are right now they need my space they desire my space and church after church pastor after pastor have contacted ex ministries and said i found out my daughter's in love with an old man i found out my son is homosexual i found out this bishop has been coming on to my son this gospel recording artist has been coming on with my son on my space what can you guys do so i i call you because i knew you were anointed to deal with this but man this is a crisis that needs to be dealt with in the body let's stop talking about this this crap that they're talking about on tv and let's talk about the real issues what's destroying our people let
1: me say that you know on on the um, documentary we talked about music and its ability to bypass the frontal lobe and coming through the thalamus and affect your neural physiology meaning the dopamine pathways and these other things this stuff has the same power. Being affirmed and feeling like you've been um, elevated causes the same release of that chemical dopamine. It gives you a little bit of a buzz, makes you feel a little better. It's a it's a neurophysiological process, um, and that becomes addictive. So there's studies that show that a pseudo-religious experience is is causes the same response like gambling does, because it's Russian roulette. Why is gambling addicting? Not because of when you win. It's because of when you lose. It's the fact that every time you lose, you play again because you know how much better it's gonna feel the next time when you win. The same principle applies to the way that now we're running church. People are addicted to coming to church because the music makes us so emotionally charged and what we're looking for is some word that's gonna be said, that's gonna connect with us so much, that's gonna cause us to weep and cry and raise our hands and, and, and be so moved. That emotional experience has caused a change neurophysiologically that causes us to wanna come back to that. Very different than when you hear truth. When you hear truth, it stops all of that dopamine and all of that and what is released in your brain are the chemicals related to memory and to decision making and so when you hear hard truth listen this is the state that you are in you need to as the bible says repent and be baptized that doesn't cause you to fall over and weep. When you hear that, you, you stop and pause. Isaiah 118 says, Come, let us reason, reason together. Though so your sins be a scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. So when you come out with this stuff like MySpace, it goes back to affirmation. It goes back to, I want to find a way to be the accepted person. I want to be the big dog. I want to be loved. And we have, a, we, at our church, we're going through some heavy stuff with our youth because I, we have youth that have been are coming from such broken experiences that if you threw carrots at them on a stage, keep going up on that stage to get the carrots going on them because they're getting attention on the stage no matter what you're doing to them on that stage we've got to change it we've got to make Christ be the center he's got to be who we elevate as long as we're elevating people we're going to be in major trouble I'd rather we went back to congregational singing and reading out a book than for us to continue to try and make superstars out of fallen people. Because as long as we keep trying to do that, we're going to keep coming back to the same thing and and we're going to keep getting greater inventions than a MySpace. Can you imagine what the next things are going to be? MySpace is huge. I, somebody sent me something the other day. It wasn't Google. It was Gay G-A-Y-G-L-E. The gay people that said, forget Google. We're going to make a gay Google and it's called GAYGLE. Now, I mean, what in the world is this world coming to when you got people sitting around thinking of this sickness, that's what happened at the time of Noah. But God said, man, the, the thoughts were only evil continually. He said, I gotta shut this whole place down. And I wanna challenge the church of God, everybody who hears this, to remember that Jesus is about to return, and we must wear this world like a loose garment. Do not become too attached to the Internet, MySpace, the television programs, the music of this world, because the time is coming, we're going to have to be able to peel off this world. And unlike Lot's wife, we're not going to look back. We're going to want to go straight forward with our God and escape this planet. And unless you begin to be able to be detached, you're going to be caught in a mess. And that's what MySpace is now. It is the mess. It is the way that kids spend six and seven hours on a computer doing absolutely nothing, making no money and not benefiting themselves or anyone else, and be corrupted all at the same time. The devil owes a strike. Mm.
0: Well, I, I, I would advise any parent as well that is hearing this to, I would make your child surrender their MySpace ID and password So that you can go in, check it out, and see exactly what's on their space. And I know a lot of them will create a fake space. So the best thing to do is to move the computer in a central location so you can sit there and watch them. I know preachers. Uh, 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 doctor, I know preachers that have to do that just for their own safekeeping. They may have had a problem with pornography in the past, maybe had a problem with, uh, cheating in the past, and so they'll set the TV in a centralized location in their home where everybody can see what they're doing, make sure they don't get on at a certain time, but but you gotta pull the internet. My kids aren't allowed to have internet in their bedrooms. No way, Jose. You know, if you gonna get on internet, you gotta get on internet where we can see it. And, and I'll advise all parents to do that because it's your responsibility because god forbid your child falls in love or gets caught up in something that's on the internet end up getting hurt harmed or killed at your lack of, uh, of 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 knowing what's really going on in your home so if i could say anything to the parent i'd tell them make sure you know what's going on you paying the cable bill or the internet bill whatever it is you need to know what your children are into. Uh, Is there any other advice you'd like to pass on? Yeah, let me say this. Um, I I know
1: we're getting out of time here, but let me say this. Um, You know, I'm going to be going to churches and dealing with this because in some churches this has gotten just so crazy. Uh, This is one of the things I'm going to be doing in Miami this this next week. I want to challenge people to do two things that I talk about. One of them is Educate yourself, parents, about how to digitally protect your computer and your cable and your satellite, whatever it is. We have passwords on our on our cable. You can't. Certain channels just don't even come up unless you know the buttons to press to open up the channel. Same thing on the computer. We set blocks and 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 blo- on top of blocks. Not because we think our children are evil, but because we don't want to put them in front of the tree. We don't want to leave them in front of the tree with the serpent. So we block stuff. Putting things in central locations is important and then mo- here parents, listen to this one very carefully, model. Make sure you do what is right first. Don't allow your children to walk and you watching stuff that you shouldn't be watching. Don't have your children see you going the sites that you question to them. Make sure that you are an example and a role model of, what, of, of how we behave in these arenas. There's a lot of other little things but I really want to say put the stuff in a central location and then on top of that Get the software, your computer probably already has most of it, but if you can block stuff or kids can't go to my kids, block it. And find out what about the five top most popular ones, block them too. And if the kids want to go on, they've got to use your password so you know they're on, and they can't set up these fake sites and stuff as easily. Because that, the kids are savvy, they will try and get around it fight it. My mother fought rap music in my house. I couldn't play rap music when I was growing up. I had to hide and listen to it. The reason that was important, even though I hadn't figured out ways to listen to it, was important that she did it, because I understood, fundamentally, the woman who set the standard of morality in my life did not think this was right. So when it came time and the Spirit moved on me to give it up, I heard all of her words again and I knew it wasn't right the whole time I was listening to it. I was able, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to lay down it, lay it down and walk away. You've got to set those examples, because if not, you don't tell your children what's right and wrong, so that the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You've got to lay the seed. They may rebel, but if you don't ever lay the the seed, they have nothing to return to later on. So sometimes you might see a child go way out, but if you planted the seed, you can pray that they come home. If you don't give them a home, a spiritual home to come home to, you have doubly failed as a parent.
0: Wow. Man, I always it's always a joy to talk to you, and I appreciate everything you've said. I know it's going to help the thousands that come on our website, and I would encourage everyone. We're going to have your information on here, so if they want to contact you and bring you out to speak and different things, they'll be able to do that. But, man, this has been powerful, and I believe that we're going to continue. The next thing that pops up, man, we're going to be right here hitting it again because I believe that in the church of God, there needs to be watchmen on the wall. I believe God has called EX Ministries to watch. Watch out and see what parents, you know, regular parents may not be able to see. So I appreciate your time, your effort, and your words, man. And we'll be back here for x 6 uh, in a month or so. So God bless you.